Hi everybody, before I jump into this episode, I want to let you know that the Money Medicine Clinic podcast is sponsored by my private members club, the Abundance Clinic Membership. This membership is filled with tools to help you manage your money with confidence and it is expanding all the time. So we often have guest sessions on all sorts of topics ranging from budgeting, manifesting, mindset, saving, investing and building a side hustle and basically everything in between. And you're well supported every single month by having accountability for your actions. So we have a group money date together once a month. We have an end of the month Q&A session where you can ask any questions of any money problems that you're having. And we have a mindset session as well to help you to improve your mindset around your finances. Um, There is so much more to the membership than what I can say in this very short clip. So if you want to come along and try it out for yourself, I'm running a $1 trial and you can try it out for 30 days. Everything is included. There's nothing held back from you and you get to see for yourself how awesome it is. So I hope you'll take me up on that offer. All you need to do is check out the show notes and there is a link there for you to come and join us in the Abundance Clinic membership. We cannot wait to meet you. So I'm going to get on with the episode now. Take care. Bye bye. This is another one of those amazing community member spotlights and I want to bring more of these to you because I want you to listen to lots of different people's money stories because it's so important to you know to understand that you're not alone if you've got a particular feeling about something there's probably someone out there that feels exactly the same as you so the lovely ladies that I've been speaking to have all been sharing so openly with how they've been feeling about money. And I've got the gorgeous Emma with me today. And she is going to talk about her money journey and what she's been learning. So hi, Emma, thank you so much for being here. Um, What I'd love to know first and foremost is who you are. So will you tell everybody where you're from and, and a little bit about you? Uh, absolutely. Um, thank you very much for having me. So I'm Emma Sutherland. I am a senior HR manager. I've worked in HR for my entire career. Um, my passion and my reason for being is about helping people to achieve their potential. And to that end, I've just set up um, my own business. Um, and I'm currently training as a one of many coach. Um, I'm already a qualified career coach. Um, I'm originally from Bletchley in Milton Keynes. I was born in Bletchley Maternity Hospital, uh, no longer exists. Um, and um, I'm currently living in Toaster in Northamptonshire. Oh, which is a beautiful part of the world, actually. It's, it it's really lovely. It's like a proper, like, old old village feel, isn't it? That, that kind Absolutely. of place. So. Awesome. Okay. Um, so, for everybody listening, I always ask this question. What is your top money archetype? So if people don't know their archetypes yet, go and do the money archetypes quiz. Go and look in the show notes. There will be a link for you to go and click on that. Go through, do your quiz. Because it's so eye-opening, isn't it? When you actually find out who you are. There is. um, And I love doing it. So my top archetype is accumulator. And yeah, that makes so much sense. (laughs) (laughs) So what, what was it about the accumulator that really resonated with you? (laughs) the saver 
this sofa um it's what i do um it's what gives me comfort um, it doesn't quite keep me warm at night albeit with interest rates where they are at the moment maybe i should stuff my mattress with it so um so it could um, but i pride myself in spending as little as possible and saving as much as i can um and yeah uh, that that's that's yeah i like i like to see the bank balance totting up and i like to see where i'm making the savings however however small yeah yeah that makes complete sense so the archetypes have got their their sort of gifts and they've also got their challenge sides as well so did you did you see some of the challenges of the accumulator as well in you uh, yes so whilst it's lovely to have numbers uh, on a bank statement or um on an online account um i think it sometimes stops me spending and i am there needing to have a i, I need to have the money in the bank to feel safe and secure um, and actually it then and if, if I don't have it or I, I think oh it's going to take me too too close to zero I it, it will stop me doing something so um, it there, there is probably an inbuilt fear of not having money um, within that as well so yeah that's something I've, I've definitely um, that has definitely I've recognized so yeah yeah no that's that's really interesting we were just talking before before we started weren't we about mm -hmm. energetic income levels and and actually we've all got one and and the income that so there'll be a there'll be a level that you'll feel comfortable with so an amount of money that you always want to see in your bank account and for some people it's negative so when I first started out on mine was like minus two thousand because that's how much my overdraft was and still is but once I got out of my overdraft, it became zero. So I was happy to go down to zero. You're not happy to go down to zero. So you've obviously got a higher set level that if it goes below that, you're like, oh, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, if I'm if I'm spending all of my income every month, because I am employed um, and I get a salary every month, if I see that go anywhere near zero and I spend it all, then I start, yeah, there there is an energetic angst in my body um, and actually even you saying um, yeah my my energetic level was minus 2000 with an overdraft even hearing the word overdraft for me is like no 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 no, <laughs> no. yeah that's a no and this is the thing about accumulators like some people um I think grow into becoming an accumulator or they perhaps they they were in their sort of more challenge side and they've gone into their, their gift mm -hmm. side but if you're a pure accumulator through and through, debt for you is like a, nope, not doing it. Even like mortgage debt stuff can make you feel like incredibly uncomfortable. But well, and it's interesting you say that because um, I think um, just, yeah, just even thinking about it, the, I was growing up mortgage, a mortgage was the only acceptable debt. And that, that was, that was the money message that, that was there for me. So it was acceptable to have a mortgage because actually, you know, having property was a, was a good thing to do. It was going to help you from a financial um, journey perspective. Um, and mortgage was the only acceptable debt. Anything else? No, you save it before you spend it. You, you know, you, and, and there was definitely that, that if we wanted anything, I think as kids, and it cost a certain, over a certain amount that was more than the meager amount of pocket money that we got or whatever it was, in my opinion now, given what my nephews get. Um, but yeah, it was, it, we, we had to save for it. If there was something we wanted, we save for it. We didn't go out and buy it on credit. It was always, we save for it and then we buy it. And, and it was that kind of journey of getting there and the mm -hmm. reward at the end, I guess. It's a real, um, a really amazing 
gift that you've been given the education around that yeah 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 um and yeah I am so grateful because um what I didn't realize was that my parents didn't have a huge amount growing up um and they never they never talked about it clearly they did and you know clearly you know they just kept it uh, away from me and my brother um but I know for example that my dad had to go out and get a different job when I was born um because my mum gave up work so instead of having two incomes they had one and actually my dad's in the job that he had wasn't wasn't enough to to keep a, a, a family so he had to go out give up a job he loved to um you know actually um get a job that was going to provide for his family so i mean talk about family sacrifice and parental sacrifice um and just yeah everything for me was about being encouraged to save um, some of my earliest memories are around, you know, paying birthday money into um, a post office savings account um, and having little grey books and going to the post office and standing in the line. Um, but yeah, so so many money lessons. I, yeah, my dad worked hard um, to bring the money home, but actually my mum had a massive part to play in that because she, what she can do with one meal, you know, one roast dinner on a Sunday, there was always use up Monday. And, you know, she was, she, her mindset is, you know, right, how little can I spend and, you know, what can I do with it? And I'm probably, yeah, I've definitely picked up a huge amount from that. So whilst my mum wasn't, you know, wasn't the main breadwinner, she absolutely made bread in the best way possible. Mm, yeah, I, I think that's that's something that women are just naturally really good at, aren't they? That the day to day, like managing the money, getting the budget right, um, yeah, which is great on the on the one hand when you've learned those lessons, but then when you get older and, and your circumstances change and now you're bringing the money in and you perhaps don't need to be quite so frugal. Do you feel that sometimes that's held you back a little bit? Definitely, definitely, because I think there are some ingrained lessons in there of, of you know, what are you, what are you spending money on that for? And it's almost an inner voice rather than it being rather than it being my mum saying it. Um, but yeah, I think there probably is that um, I'm financially I'm probably in a better position at my age. Um, than they were and you know my circumstances are very different they had two two kids and and all of that kind of thing I don't um so yeah I do think there are th moments where I question myself to say hmm is that should I be spending the money on this um okay. and you know maybe it has held me back and stopped me but yeah I guess it, it, it's interesting to reflect on that and yeah and this, this is where the other archetypes come in isn't it because you've got we all have three that really impact on us and actually when you start to understand that you're not just the accumulator you're also the other two and a little bit of all the others but mostly that those three that's when you can start leaning and borrowing a little bit from the others so you you mentioned your other archetype um off before we started was mm. maverick wasn't it yeah that's the that's the the one that takes the risks and so are you leaning more into maverick now do you think I think I have done so um I've always been so I've, I've you know even so I've I've worked hard and you know I think I had a you know I wanted to progress in terms of my career and um I'm fortunate that that's meant um you know additional salary along the way um I've always tried to you know be a bit proportionate in terms of what I'm what I'm spending and what I'm saving but yeah I guess there are moments when um 
I will absolutely not think twice about spending three grand on a on a holiday. Um, you know, particularly if it's going to see uh, one of my best friends in in Australia. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and upgrading flights and and that kind of stuff. There are certain things you just go. Yeah, if I'm going, I'm I'm doing it. Um, yeah, and I don't hesitate. You know, coaching those kind of things that I know have really benefited me in 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 recent years. It, ten years ago, I would have thought. I mean, pfft, no, I'm not, I'm not spending money on that. I can read a book and do it myself. Um, and actually, uh, yeah, no, it, it's there's so much more value in it um, beyond um, beyond that one hour you're spending with somebody. Um, and yeah, I've been, um, you know, I'm in a position where I've I've, I've invested in stuff like that and um, and invested in myself. And I think that's it. I probably have seen I, I see things differently a bit now um, in terms of investing in myself in in a different way. So yeah, 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 yeah. and that's and that that actually leads me on really really nicely to the uh, the kind of membership um investing course mm. that you you're a part of with me and and have you like what what have you learned from that you know what how have, oh. how have you changed from that <laughs> it's been so good so i've always been a saver and there is a there is a difference and i know we have a fundamental difference of opinion i think around cash ices and we've had this conversation before. Um, I was putting money into cash ices as probably because I was a high rate taxpayer. So obviously it's, it's a, a cost effective way of saving. But when cash ices were worth having um, and you got a decent return on them, obviously now, whatever, <laughs> about half a percent if you're lucky. So it's kind of like, yeah, it kind of got to the point where I was getting slightly frustrated with it. Um, so for me, there is, yeah, there, it, for me, this has given me the confidence to make that leap between saving and investing. <clears throat> so it, it's really challenged my mindset around um, losing it all. Um, fundamental issue for me as an accumulator who doesn't want to go, doesn't want to go anywhere near zero, let alone um, beneath. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and yet I'll put money into a pension and leave it there. Mm. and pick high risk investments actually mm. because it feels like a long way away so I've actually got an interesting attitude to risk when it when it comes down to it but I think what what pushed me on it actually was um I sat down with a financial advisor and the next logical step was investing didn't know where to start with it and um the financial advisor went oh yeah do a stocks and shares I said blah blah blah. this is the one I recommend and it was the amount I was paying him for that privilege of recommending something once, I'm the one paying all the money in and he's still earning off the back of that. And I don't have a problem with it, but having picked up into the membership and learning what I now know, I, I don't need a financial advisor to do that for me. I'm, I'm savvy enough to look at it. I know what I want. For me, it's for me, ethical investing is quite important. Um, and yeah, just that whole thing of me doing it, whilst there's a slight nervousness, um, I took the plunge on an investment ISA, picked some funds, and um, and actually last year, I think it was averaging about an 8% growth, mm-hmm. even with everything last year. And yeah, if you look at the savings account that I have that is currently earning 0.1%, then there is quite a significant difference. So for me, it's the, yeah, the investing course has, has made a fundamental difference mm. to me and what I'm doing. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's been phenomenal. Yay, that's good. Yeah. And this, this is it, isn't it? It's the yeah. taking that plunge. It's just knowing what, what to look for and then just going, 
deep breath. Okay, I'm going to do it. And it's not all your money, is it? You know, you've still no. got your savings. So, you know, you're not, you're not chancing all, every little penny you've got, but you've, you're now growing the portion of it. So, you know, as you get more confident, you can do more and more. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. So glad that that's only really helped you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, again, it's just, it, it, it feels overwhelming because to go from nothing to kind of looking at a financial advisor saying, oh yeah, it's this and blah, blah, blah. You kind of think, well, where do I even start? So the way the investing course is, it kind of breaks it down, chunks it down, tells you what you should be looking out for, particularly in terms of the funds and all of that, the different platforms. Um, and I think the membership has been really helpful as well because different people have tried different things. So, um, you know, just putting a quick question to say, oh, you know, who's doing what with um, stocks and shares ISAs and are there any platforms that people have tried that they like or they don't like or, or whatever, and just getting different different opinions from, from people, um, you know, in the community has been, been really good as well. It feels, you know, it, it feels nice because, you know, there are people out there that are in the same space that are asking the same questions and are more than happy to say, yeah, I'll give you the benefit of my experience on that, which is which is great. Yeah. And that's that's the whole point of this, isn't it? Is so you open up conversations, you're talking to like minded people, they are, you know, you're supporting you as well as you're supporting them. Like I love um, how you help with like your savings tips that you give people <laughs> and stuff like that. It's brilliant because we can all learn from each other, can't we? So yeah so um one of your best i love your supermarket savings tip will you tell, will you tell everyone about that one <laughs> yeah and I, I don't know where it came from because I, I there's nothing new in the world is there so it's something obviously i've just i've picked up from somewhere that i must have read um either online or or, or being inspired by somebody but yeah so if i go to the supermarket and i know that there's something i'm going to buy um so we will take coffee um am i allowed to allowed to brand promote nikki um, oh, yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, i am very rarely seen without a costa coffee um however i one of one and actually this is probably a really good starting point because i realized i was spending way too much on takeaway coffee um and realized that one of the way that i could ways that i could save money was buying a bag from the supermarket and um you know make a cafetiere put it in a travel mug and, and actually it's you know, significant, a significant saving. So um, that's kind of where it started. Um, but if I go into whichever supermarket, I'm planning to buy a bag of Costa coffee and it's retails at £3.80 and it's on offer at £2.50, I bank the difference. So the £1.30, the £1.30 basically goes into a savings jar um, and yeah, translates into ready cash. So I will kind of keep all the receipts and once a month I'll top them all up and, and dump them into um, a savings account. And actually um, what that's done for me, and it, you don't notice it because it's money you would have spent anyway. Um, and for me, the website I've just had done for my business and the logos and that kind of thing have all been paid for by savings I have made. So um, it's, dead easy to do it's money I would have spent but it's just being repurposed so yeah that's saved me a fortune um and actually the the 1p challenge as well which is something that I've looked at and never really committed to again saw it happening in the membership <clears throat> I've done it I tend to do like an, a, a transfer once a month rather than doing pennies on it yeah that's too much matters for me I need to keep it simple so first of the month you know the monthly amount goes out um, and yeah, just a dead easy way to save what six, seven hundred pounds that you don't even notice or I haven't even noticed. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. And, and I think just doing stuff like that really does make you aware of absolutely every penny that you are spending 
or not spending and wasting actually that's what I would say and I thought I was a really good saver I'm an even better saver now as, as a result of some of the stuff that, that that's been going on so yeah that's awesome yeah I love it and this is the thing isn't it we once you realize it you can make these conscious decisions and and it, I was reflecting on this myself today and I was thinking well yeah I could I could now really drill down and save more but actually I've done that I've been doing that for a long time to get myself out of the debt that I was in and everything now I'm enjoying having the money to be able to spend and being able to say right well today I'm going to treat myself to a coffee before I go to work or whatever yeah so it's it's a real balance isn't it but some you know it's as long as you're doing a bit of everything then I think it all works and I think it's the prioritization around what what you want because there was a period where you know actually a takeaway coffee and being able to go for a takeaway coffee before work in the morning actually was that that resonated it was something I wanted to do and it actually was my treat but actually I think when you get clear on what you want you then start looking at it and go well if I want that and I guess this this comes back to the uh, (laughs) the the conditioning um as well if I want that I'm gonna I'm gonna have to this that money has to come from somewhere right now so you know what what can I do to you know come up with a bit more then right well if I stop that and do that instead then yeah it's just repurposing which is yeah easy just just moving it around just putting it consciously where you want to put it and telling it what to do rather than it doing the other way around and just disappearing isn't it so okay so if and this is another question I ask everybody so if Mm -hmm. you talk to your 18 year old self Mm -hmm. about money in general what would be like the biggest thing you'd want them to to do or learn um so I always remember the story that my mum or the, the message that my mum gave me at 18. So at 18, I was um, going to university um, and um, I got a credit card. And I will never forget my mum saying to me, if you get a credit card, you must pay it off every month. Mm. And so that is the story I always had around um, credit cards. And I always have. Um, I remember the guilt and shame I felt when I missed missed a payment one month oh my god oh my god (laughs) freak out um so I think some of it would my probably in conjunction with that is don't um don't hold on too tight if that makes sense relax around it do all the right things but don't try not to worry about it and I don't know whether that's probably not the most positive message but yeah it would it would probably be relax you can relax if you if you know what you're doing and you're doing the right things just keep doing because there's a lot for me that was just just keep doing what you're doing um and some of it is just don't over try and over control it mm, yes yeah, so you can enjoy it as well it's means to an end not you know that I, I think that I think there's probably a lot around me that's um living has been living to work rather than working to live so I think for me the message that I'm trying to train myself in now is is balance and and that's probably what I'd say say to my 18 year old self around not just money but lots of aspects of my life yeah yeah yeah. oh that's really that's really um interesting isn't it because money stress we, we think of money stress as like okay you haven't got enough money Mm-hmm. To meet and oh my god that's really stressful and I totally feel that and I understand that but also having money can yeah. be stressful as well 
yeah because it's then the fear of not having it and actually going right well I've got my emergency funds and I've been sensible around that the thought of having to spend it um I'm <laughs> you know, I've got it it's an emergency fund so you don't spend it do you because it's just there for emergencies mm. it's not an emergency well is it because you know if, if my life isn't where it needs to be and I want to pivot or I want to change or I want to change jobs or maybe I don't want to do that job anymore I want to do this job that maybe isn't going to bring in the salary that that's kind of where my my stuff is mm-hmm. um I don't, I don't want to spend the emergency fund <laughs> to get there and that's my cushion and that's exactly really what it should be there for so if I got made redundant I, it, you know I probably wouldn't hesitate but making a conscious decision to um to change something and do something yeah that would that would be a massive challenge to me that's where you got to change it to not emergency but the the fu fund or the f off fund (laughs) that's you know when you want to leave your job and you're like i don't even know where i'm going to go but i want to leave my job or i want to leave this area or whatever so yeah give it a different name (laughs) yeah yeah no you're right it's it's the messaging it's all about the messaging so yeah i will take that away and think about it Oh, I love it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, because one of the things that I've seen um, as well that doesn't get talked about as much is people that have got money or perhaps they've inherited money from some, you know, some grandparent or parent. And then there's that guilt because you, you're just comparing yourself to other people that perhaps don't have money and they seem to be struggling every month. And it's like the, oh, I've, you know, and, and downplaying like how great and amazing it is that you've got all this money to hand that you you're okay I mean has that ever kind of come up for you or is that um so yeah I think so because I don't I don't think we're taught to talk about money um you know it's always been quite a private private thing and you don't talk about things Mm. so um yeah I mean I um I'm incredibly lucky because um my um sadly my uncle died um around my 18th birthday and um yeah he he left me and my brother some money um and you know hugely thankful to my dad he um well we must have been under 18 because I know he was he was in in charge in charge of it um and put it in a with profits bond for the both of us um and it was kind of there until we were 21 or 25 something like that so it was kind of taken care of for us but that made a massive difference to me in being able to um have a deposit for my first flat so yeah, so there there has been some stuff in terms of <clears throat> inheritance and you know my parents of of you know where they can where they have been able to they they've helped out both me and my brother. So yeah, we've been incredibly um, we've been incredibly fortunate from from that perspective. Um, do I feel a bit guilty for that? Probably actually, because you know I'm you know I know how hard they've worked, so you know I'm not particularly good at receiving. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, yeah, there, pro- there probably is a bit of, probably is a bit of that. Mm. But it, but equally, you, I, I don't think that holds you back at, at all. I think no, 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 no. Because equally, um, whatever I, I see it as my responsibility. Then, so I think certainly where the house is concerned, I've always tried to be sensible. So if, if you know that, you know that inheritance has gone into the house, um, and you know I see that then as my responsibility that I've been given foundation so it's my responsibility to be sensible and you know to make sure I'm doing what I can to continue on with the with the you know that that kind of with that foundation it's my responsibility to build on it 
if you like, and make sure I do the right things and I'm sensible with it because somebody's trusted me with what they've worked their entire life for um, to give me a better, you know, a better future. So I've got the responsibility to, to kind of take that mantle forward because I don't have kids. So, you know, my will, and there is one, um, you know, it's this is about, you know, what my nephews might get, you know, if I'm no longer around. So I kind of see that as me, you know, supporting their supporting their futures so that's probably yeah kind of circle of life stuff I guess yeah and it's it's I think it all comes back to this is like more of the woo-woo stuff now but where the where money is like this infinite abundant from the source and actually with it's just flowing through us and flowing through whatever it is you're putting it into and then it's flowing out the other side to the next generation this is all the intergenerational stuff going on as well isn't it so which is amazing I love it <laughs> it's, but it's interesting isn't it because having been given that I I think probably in receiving it I just felt but um you know I know my uncle and aunt did not live frivolous lives um and you know they used to go to Blackpool on holiday maybe a couple of times a year um and you know but but you know didn't have a big flash car or or anything like that they lived actually quite a meager life mm-hmm. and there was a part of me that thought I actually wish you'd have spent more of that money on yourselves yes, and had better, but they weren't unhappy. Um, but I, I remember thinking that at the time that, wow, you know, you've you've made this happen for for me. And yet I I just hope you did have the best life that you possibly could have done. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's um I think they're probably yeah, there was probably more guilt around it than than maybe even I realized. Mm. Yeah. Interesting reflections. Yeah, yeah, I think I've, I've had a very similar feeling about my my dad and that my dad worked really hard for us. Mum had a little bit of money from a small job that she had, but my dad was the main breadwinner. Yeah. And I remember them saying to me once, God, you waste money. You know, you're earning more than your dad does. And, and he managed to support an entire family. And, and there's you running around, going, traveling and doing all these things. And I felt so much guilt for that. Mm. So guilty. But actually, it's my money. I can choose what I want to do with yeah. it. I want to go traveling. I want to do things. My parents didn't want to do that. I want to do that. So, you know, we can we can spend money how we want to spend it. It's there to support us. Right. Right. Absolutely. But it's also the judgment of others and how that impacts us. And um, I know there have been certain things I've chosen to spend money on um and yeah the judgment that's come back is like you're spending how much on a holiday and there have been a couple of times where absolutely I've been on that holiday and on the day I've thought about it and it has impaired my enjoyment on the day it's impacted me that much so you know it's kind of yeah being I think being comfortable in who you are is actually really is so important um, and yeah, everybody does have the right to spend their money if they, if you work hard for it, um, or, you know, even if you don't work hard for it and it, <laughs> and it flows, flows to you, then fair play. Um, if you, if you can tell me the secret of that, then, then let me know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll take that as well and quite happily spend it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is it, isn't it? It's, it's just, just having a different perspective around it. It doesn't, we yeah. don't all have to live so in fear you know money is there and money comes money can go and it and that's how it's meant to be isn't it meant to flow it's meant to be there to support us as well as other people around us and has those ripple effects that extend all the way out so 
Oh, I love it. I think that's a really nice, nice way to end. So thank you so much for, for being here on the podcast. Um, tell us about your business because you mentioned it. You said that you paid for the website and everything. So tell us about your business and how can people come and find you? So, um, yes, the business. Uh, this is my, yeah, there's, uh, so you can find me at www.shinedevelopment.co.uk. So it's um, about coaching and mentoring. So I am like I said earlier, really passionate about helping people to achieve their potential um, in whatever way that comes. And, you know, a lot of that is, is about letting go of stuff. Um, and it's really, um, they always say you, you learn around stuff that you need to learn yourself uh, or you, sorry, you teach around stuff that you need to learn yourself. And yeah, that's probably where, where I've been at in the last um, 18 months after a gigantic nudge of dissatisfaction. Um, so yeah, this is kind of me, thinking about what's next on the horizon and you know having done 20 years in HR do I want to do another 20 years in the same way hmm. I think probably the jury's out on that one so um, yeah this is this is kind of the the new passion um, in terms of being able to to support people in a different way oh love it okay we'll go and have a look check out her website I'll definitely have it in the show notes so you can go and check those out too so thank you very much and uh, yeah We'll catch up again soon. <laughs> and that's it. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Money Medicine Clinic podcast. If you want to find something else to do now before the next one comes out, then please come and join us in the Facebook group, Women Working Towards Money Freedom. This is completely free. You don't have to be part of any of my programs. This is just a place that you can join that will help you to feel more confident and in control of your finances. So I hope you come and join us over there. But you can also find me on multiple other social media platforms so look look for the female money doctor and you will find me so you take care and i will see you in the next episode